Hi, and welcome to the Mind Yourself podcast with Jazz and Laura and SpunOut.ie. Mind Yourself with SpunOut.ie. Each week on the podcast, we'll be joined by the CEO of SpunOut.ie, Ian Power, to discuss things happening in the world and how we can manage our lives during these difficult times. This week, we are going to be looking at jobs, all things about increasing your employability and things you can do to spice up your CV if you are on the job hunt. Ian Power from SpunOut.ie, thank you so much once again for joining us on the Zoo Crew. Great to chat to you guys. Uh, As always, yeah. Um, This week, we are going to look at the weird reality of getting losing and changing job uh, throughout this pandemic a lot of people have lost jobs now that things are sort of on the up people are trying to get back into employment uh, and i've actually seen a lot of people online changing job mm. uh, and doing it when working from home which is a very weird thing and um, but i think we'll start with for anyone who's trying to get back into employment what sort of advice or things to remember uh, for those who are looking to get back into employment is there yeah i think there's a few things first uh, i think the the reason why we're seeing lots of people i either changing jobs or perhaps um, you know, moving into a new career is because people have taken the last few months to do a bit of a self-assessment. So the first thing I'd say to people is sit down, think about what your career goals are. And even this is true of, of people who have potentially lost work over the last few months as well. And um, obviously the main focus is going to be on economic security and being able to have um, your finances uh, you know, in a safe place. But as well, if you can do it at all, kind of think about, you know, what are the things that you're interested in doing? What are your values? What are the kind of careers that you want to get into and kind of carefully consider what things you're going to look for and what roles maybe best suit you as well? Because it might be good to look at a, a particular industry, a particular role, but you also have to try to think of a particular industry or role where you're going to excel, where you're going to do really well um, and where you're going to enjoy working as well. So that's the first thing to say. The second thing to do is kind of to do a bit of an audit. So to make sure that your LinkedIn is up to date, to make sure your CV is up to date, that it's you know singing your skills, that it's really selling you. Um, also looking at like a cover letter to make sure that you know, it's kind of talking about your most recent skills, your most recent achievements, and that it's really, you know, compelling. And it's something that an employer just can't put down. It's written really, really well. I think that's the that's the really important thing to do. As part of all that self-assessment and auditing and kind of updating of things, you may come across then things that are, you know, gaps in your CV, i.e. maybe skills-wise or maybe uh, gaps, uh, you know, from periods of unemployment or whatever. And to think about ways in which to communicate that to your employer. So maybe it's to do a an online course so that you can speak about that. And um, you know, if a gap in your CV is is called into question during an interview. And um, also as well to look at things where you know maybe there's online courses that are available that can you know over a very short period of time really increase your chances of employability for sectors perhaps that are um you know really I guess booming at this point in time. So and um, the other thing to say as well is you know around all of that really is to kind of understand where the job market sits at the moment. So you know we know that areas like you know hospitality, retail, tourism. They've really been impacted by COVID-19 um, and I imagine that most of those sectors, you know, are really focusing on just trying to get their existing employees back into work. So, you know, you could think then about other areas like online uh, retailing, digital marketing, you know, logistics for deliveries, um, you know, all of these different areas are sectors that are doing well right now. So perhaps it's sensible and smart to target those. So there's a few different things I would say to you just as you're starting out that journey uh, in particular. 
Absolutely, Ian. And I'd say there's people at the moment who maybe wanted to, you know, have a career change or maybe get a new job and then the coronavirus came and now there's probably people who feel a little bit trapped because obviously, you know, they probably feel like, well, I'm in a great position to still have a job. But maybe there probably is that still that voice in their head that wants them to get a new job. What advice would you give for people who might be a little bit afraid to start looking and maybe start putting themselves forward for fear that they might be maybe left with nothing? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's a really good concern and a really, uh, you know, common worry, I think. Um, and the, a piece of advice I would say to you is always really good to be in a job looking for a job. So actually, you know, count that as a strength and don't necessarily look at it as a weakness. Um, and what I would say to you uh, in particular is to, you know, really work your network. So uh, two things, really. Number one, you know, reach out to people in your network in sectors that you want to get into. Um, you may know people in those sectors already. You may have connections with them on LinkedIn. Find out who those people are. If you maybe you, you know people who know people in those industries, ask for introductions. And um, it's really common. And um, I'm sure, you know, those people would be delighted to introduce you to those contacts of theirs that potentially could help you and even you know I think one of the key pieces of advice really is to do so under the guise of asking for information and asking for advice as opposed to a specific ask and often then contacts will if they if they can you know offer other introductions perhaps or they might come forward and say well actually look I actually have a role in this particular area and you should apply for it you know so uh, it's it's definitely to think about how you kind of pitch yourself um, you know, thinking of excuses to meet up with people and obviously virtually. Um, and the other thing to say as well is to, to leverage social media as well. Share articles about the industry that you're looking to get into. Share your thoughts about it, you know, research it very carefully, understand what the trends are um, and, you know, share the fact that you have an interest in it. And sometimes that will attract employers to you as well. So definitely look at the fact that you're in a job as a, as a strength and not a weakness and then work your network and work the, the contacts that you have and you know start to kind of put the word out there into the ether that it's an industry that you're interested in that, that you're trying to, to move into. Um, and the final thing I would say uh, for those that are in, uh, in jobs already is to set aside time every day for job hunting. I think that's really important for both people who are unemployed and people who are in jobs. It's really easy to get distracted or to be demotivated, all of those things. Just decide, you know, you're going to set aside an hour or two a day and do it and kind of make sure that you you follow through so that you're actually putting in the investment and you're putting in the time because often you can put it off because maybe you're nervous whatever. The main thing is just to get to it and to do a little bit a lot and often. And I think that's the main thing I would say to people as well. It can be quite a daunting thing starting a new job as it is. But when people aren't in offices and you are starting with a new team, doing different tasks and you're trying to get in, but you're doing it from your own house because a lot of companies are still working from home. What advice is there for people who are maybe like finding it tr- finding it difficult to slot in to a new company? Yeah, I mean, that's really hard, you know, um, and it's definitely something that is coming up for lots of people. Even in our own team, we've actually had two or three people join lockdown and we've never actually met person. So <laughs> it is really difficult. And uh, I think that there's two things really. Number one, to for everybody else on the team to make those people feel extra welcome because I think you need to over communicate um, and I think the other thing for you to do as well is to kind of go out of your way to set up 
one-to-one -one meetings with all your colleagues virtually and um, just like you might you know in an office scenario you might corner somebody for a chat by the water cooler or the printer or whatever you do in your respective workplace you know try to do the same thing virtually reach out to people and again even almost kind of under the same kind of guys, as I was saying, in terms of the job hunting, you know, kind of make up reasons to meet and kind of ask for, you know, information about X, Y, and Z. You may already know it, but you might find out, find out other things that are, you know, not as uh, obvious. And then also you'll get time to spend with that person and maybe develop a little bit of a relationship with them. So I think there's lots of different things we can do. And I'd encourage teams to, you know, set up um, social events as well. You know, even though I know we're all sick of the Zoom quizzes, but <laughs> some, some, some sort of interesting or interactive kind of session just to kind of get to know people as well. Because it's really important, like the quality of your work is directly related to the relationship you have with your team. So I think if you want to excel, I think it's really important to kind of put yourself out there and equally for the team to put themselves out there and support you and welcome you into it as well you know so I think there's a couple of things to it for anyone who is um you mentioned it there spicing up their cv and getting it ready to apply for new jobs and um, what sort of advice is there for people who maybe haven't done it in years yeah definitely it's it's an interesting space because you often want to really kind of sometimes go out there and you know do different things and lots of people put their pictures in their CV and all that sort of thing so I think it's really specific to the industry that you're in so have a think uh, you know if you're in financial services and something very straight laced they just want a regular CV they don't want anything creative and they're not really kind of pushing the boundaries and maybe people will give out to me for saying that but then if you're in an industry where that's maybe a little bit more creative think outside the box and um, I think one of the interesting things that we've seen is the rise of the video CV so people who kind of speak to camera for maybe 60 90 seconds not very long just gives kind of a brief overview of their kind of CV history and their kind of motivation to get into a particular industry or anything like that it really does set you apart and it's something else for for the employer to look at and um, they'll obviously still look at your regular CV you should still stay that in uh, in the regular format but it's useful to kind of have something that sets you apart from the other candidates that makes you look like somebody that's really interested really passionate and really up for it so definitely would advise that the other thing to think about at the moment as well is that uh, most if not all uh, job interviews are being done virtually at the moment so um, get ready for that zoom interview get ready for all of that kind of lovely online uh, awkwardness at the start <laughs> of the video calls. I think it can feel, you know, like it's a little bit more, um, you know, casual, I guess, to, to be on the kind of the virtual meetings. So try to remember that it's still a job interview. Remember to, you know, curate your setting to make sure that if you've got kids or pets or whatever, that they're safely being minded somewhere else by somebody else. And <laughs> um, you don't want that uh, Sky News vignette to become you <laughs> in a job interview. Um, make sure you still do all of your research. You know, um, often I think we take for granted two things really. Number one, you know, when you get into a workplace, you get a real sense of what it's like and you can take on all of the different cues and you can kind of respond to those. So just make sure that you do a lot more research to kind of make up for that. And then the second thing is, you know, body language is a little bit more difficult to tell over video. So I think it's really important that you make sure that you understand the cues that are being given to you. Don't be afraid to ask somebody to repeat a question. Again, the tech can be kind of so dodgy. So, you know, people will be very, very used to that. Um, and that brings me to the point about making sure your Wi-Fi is really strong, making sure that you're set up in the best part of the house that has the best coverage or the best Wi-Fi connection as well. Because um, the last thing you want is to cut out and to not get the opportunity to sell yourself 
um, for as long as you would like to as well. So I think that's really, really important to, to make sure of right now. And the final thing I would say is that, you know, hiring processes right now are really elongated. They're much longer than they normally would be. It's taking much longer for teams to kind of interview people and get through all of the interviews and things like that. So please don't worry uh, if, you know, it takes a little bit of time for employees to get back to you. Be patient. Send gentle nudges as well. You know, kind of, I think it's really important to kind of reach out and demonstrate the fact that you're still interested in the role if you haven't heard from them in a week or two. Um, and it'll certainly put you, uh, you know, in contention if there's any additional roles, maybe if you've already kind of missed out on the, the first one. So do try to keep that connection there and to do it gently. Um, we've seen a number of people kind of, you know, come come back and be kind of, you know, um, they, they've kind of fed back that they got in touch with the employer and they were quite angry about the fact that they didn't receive a reply. And yeah, it's not cool for an employer to not reach out to you uh, afterwards and to let you know and, and all that sort of thing, but they might just be busy. They might just be overwhelmed with the number of applications. And it's always good to kind of take a, an even tone with people um, because otherwise, you know, you might put them off for good. So uh, yeah, just be patient, I guess, is the overall message because uh, things are tricky out there at the moment, particularly for uh, hiring teams and for, for lots of different companies and employers. Ian, uh, on that point about the hiring process being slightly elongated, I suppose people could be using this time to you know, prepare to land that dream job. What advice would you give for people maybe to get creative at this moment in time that might give them that competitive edge when the interview does come about? Yeah, I mean, there's loads of different kind of things I would say. The first and the most important is to, and this might sound laborious, but I think it's really important to sit down and think of all the scenarios that they could possibly ask you. So competency interviews are the the du jour thing now everyone is doing it and it's it's those questions where you're asked to tell uh the interviewers about a time when you dealt with x y or z situation and so think of all the common ones you know whether it's a difficult team member where it's a project that was you know uh had a really tight deadline all of those different things think of those examples think of really good examples really uh, examples where not necessarily that you shined and that you were the you were the only person that mm-hmm. delivered something. You know, be humble and do uh, you know speak to the fact that there was probably multiple multiple people involved in the project. But speak about how you made a project a success, how you made a team a success, and then also speak about the things that you learned. Employers really love to see people who talk about situations where they've grown and where they've learned because yeah. that shows a continuous improvement kind of ethic. And I think that that's really important. It's not about knowing everything. It's not about being, you know, the genius or the expert. That's really not what employers are looking for. They're looking for people who are going to adapt, particularly uh, as so many companies nowadays have their own way, ways of doing things. And they really want their teams to kind of adapt to that and to kind of get into that and, and not be stuck in a singular way of approaching something. So I think showing flexibility, demonstrating that, and I think so few people actually do that groundwork and sit down and prepare their answers to those questions in that way. It'll stand to you, it'll make you way less nervous on the day, um, and it'll really come across the interview that you have thought about this, you know what your strengths are, you know what your weaknesses are, and I think it's a really, really good sign for, for an employer to see that you've really put the thought into those questions. So for me, I think it's be creative, uh, you know, in the ways that you might apply for the job, be creative about how, might you, how you might sell yourself in the interview. Um, but don't forget to do the groundwork and the basics as well. I think so many people forget to do that, uh, that it almost becomes unique. Mind yourself with spunout.ie. 
We really hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast and taken something from it. Uh, don't forget, Ian joins us on air on the Zoo Crew on Spin every Tuesday just after 7 where we chat through all things looking after yourself, your general well-being and minding your mental health. And always, if you've got a question about, say, education, everyday life, or even your health, uh, you can submit one anonymously through our website on the Lifestyle section. It's pretty useful if you've got something on your mind and you'd like to get an answer from someone who can provide a well-thought-out answer for you. And we'd love to help you out as well. Next week, we are going to be looking at the Leaving Cert results. They are due out to be pretty soon. Maybe you're listening to this and they've already come out and you are wondering what to do if maybe results haven't gone the way you imagine them to do. Ian's going to be sharing all his advice next week on the podcast. We'll chat to you then.